What up everybody, Dustin and David here from the Rugged Arts, welcoming you back to another fun and exciting episode. Thanks for tuning in today and choosing to spend a little bit of your time here with us. So, without further ado, this is the Rugged Arts. New for 2021, we're talking about PSE Prime Elite Matthews. Yeah. Did I get it all? PSE that's all Prime of Elite Matthews. That we're talking yeah, about today. We're just talking about the four today, yeah. So well, let's start with Prime. What do we got here? We got the Nexus. There's yeah. a two, four, and a six. Yeah. This seems really simplified. Well, Look and it's simple. Risers. It's a 32 axle to axle. 34. 34 36. Yep. Um, Why does the IBO speed kind of go down with the longer? You see that? Well, and it's interesting. You at thirty-two. It kind of makes sense if you think think about it, but it does. But thirty-two is three forty-one, then three forty-five, then three thirty-one. So the thirty-six is quite a bit slower. But I have honestly found that anything over three hundred with a broadhead on it, you know, gets starts to get a little squirrely. Well, I mean, you don't really need to sh- like. IBO speeds, like when they list these stats like this, it's kind of a moot point per se because mm-hmm. no one's shooting exactly a 30-inch arrow with field tip because they don't test the IBO speed with a broadhead. True. They don't test it with a heavy arrow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, anyways. Anyway, brace height, six, six, and six and a half. Yeah, four point four and a quarter pounds up to four point six pounds. I like those draw weight ranges, forty to eighty. That's that's pretty nice. Yeah, gives you a lot of versatility. If you're like, oh, I want that forty to eighty, but I didn't want to shoot the thirty-two inch. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to shoot a thirty-six inch. Well, you still can. And their draw lengths are pretty, pretty much all the same: twenty-three to thirty. To twenty-four and a half to thirty-one and a half, depending on which bow you're going with here, two, four, or six. I mean, they all seem comparatively identical. Yeah, I mean, they are basically the same bow, slightly larger. Looks like they're uh, doing something different with their grip, the aerogel. Really? They're trying to put in some, what do you call them? Gelin comfort grips for your hands. Magellan. So, yeah. And so. So your palm doesn't get all sore from all the shooting you're doing. I guess, I, you know. I wonder how that looks on paper, though. You know, I mean, because ideally, if you're talking about accuracy, right, and influence on your riser when you're breaking your shot, mm-hmm. you don't want a fat riser. True. Because your hand has all that wiggle room to create influence on your bow, right? The thinner the grip Actually, the less influence you have on that bow when you're breaking that shot. So I wonder how that gel plays into that. Yeah, I would imagine that if you're pushing the gel in and it's it's giving, and that's basically what's happening is, is your riser is kind of giving away from your hand a little bit. It would, I don't know, once you, I was going to say it would, you know, it, it would create less torque. But then again, once you bottom out the gel, I mean, everything has a stopping point, which you're going to reach pretty quickly at full draw. Sure. I don't see how it's any different. Well, and if it's a hunting bow and you're taking it in different weather conditions, how does that gel hold up in different weather conditions? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, 
I'll bet it is awesome from a vibration dampening perspective in the hand. I mean, that's probably like your positive there. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, I um, just... Maybe. I don't know. If you're like me, you you kind of like manuals. You know, I like almost no grip because I like to feel the bow in my hand. I want to feel all of the shock. Mm-hmm. I want. Well, I everything. want that. I want to feel the riser. I don't want any wiggle or play there. Uh, matter of fact, I took all the plates, grips, everything off my Hoyt, and I just wrapped it in. Uh, rawhide rawhide yeah yep so i mean it's just rawhide provides just a little bit of friction so you don't slide around and just enough to comfort go. to play all day <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know and it looks like they got their what they call that cam system that they're using i saw a guy in the shop with something like this and it's like two cams on mm-hmm. each end yep. it's super gnarly looking so the idea is it's supposed to because they've had this prime's had this for a while now it's been out for a few years and it it, it looks yeah, it does it looks like two cams sandwiched side by side of maybe quarter inch or so gap between them yeah and the idea is that you know your actual drawstring is really short it it starts to you know behind the cam you know um and and it just it's supposed to disperse the pressures evenly over both sides of the limbs and it's supposed to be like you don't have to tune it like it doesn't go out of tune huh. now i i find anything with moving parts and and things will always go out of tune but well, i've heard good things about it string stretch or at least they used to well that's the idea though string you're if running. it stretches it's because it's all tied around the two cams they move evenly oh so even if it stretches you're saying it stretches like simultaneously right because it's all one wrapped around the cable interesting so. huh. yeah the cable string is separate from the rest of the strings Oh, that's Which weird. Is, it is, but... It's different. They say it works. I kind of like it. I'm not going to buy one, but I kind of like it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not hating on Prime or anything. It's no, just... it's just... That's, it, that's you know, that's a thing that Prime's been doing for a while, and... and It is cool. When I saw it, I was like, if that thing was blacked out, it would look like Rambo's bow. Like, a modern Rambo bow. It's, you know, like, from... Uh, <laughs> What was it, uh, Rambo the two, where he like got his bow out and it's like this super cranked recurve. Basically, just it looks really nice and slick. Well, but the most recent Rambo, he shoots a compound. Yes, as well he should. Um, I think he did. So they call it a Rotocam R O T O cam system, and they're basically saying that you you know you don't need a press or anything like that to adjust draw length um hmm. well that's so, kind of cool yeah and i and we don't know that over most of the bows in the last you know this year is everybody's got some sort of don't need to put it in a press yeah, system you can see how the string attaches here comes around the cam stops right here yeah starts and the, this is your actual string between these two points here and here Right, so at the bus cable, you know, stops right below the cam, runs through the cam, pops out on the string side, and then that's where it attaches to your actual string. Well, it's cool. Yep. So that was... But that's really all Prime has for this. They have the... 
they just have the Nexus 246. That's really the only new offerings they have this year. All Which right, is well, plenty. I mean, it's I mean, three bows. yeah, I mean, three bows is plenty. I, I like. Uh, I'm just. We'll talk about bear in a future podcast episode. But they came out with like six or seven different. Really? I'm, I'm probably exaggerating a little bit. There, <laughs> but they had but a bigger. There's a lot. Yeah. There's quite a lineup. And I and it's like four or five. Yeah. So then. We jump over to Elite Bows. Yeah, they got the Encore, the Remedy, and the Result 36. Yep, 33 axle, 34, and 36. Um, Now, I did notice when I was looking at these that I found rather interesting is your 34 axle to axle draw lengths are 24 to 31. And... I mean, that makes, you know, I'm happy. You know, you want to shoot a 36. I mean, I shoot a, correction, a 34. I mean, that's a little smarter than what I shoot at 35. But as a taller shooter, we've talked about this in the past, you need that longer axle to axle. So most people buying a 36 plus axle to axle bow who are using it for hunting, they're typically taller people. The 36 here, the draw length drops back down 30 inches max which I found really kind they of they probably have a reason for it I mean I I, I don't know what it is right. I haven't done <laughs> enough research on, on the design of the bow to tell you uh, why there's that difference there but uh, as I'm looking at the the Encore and the Remedy though I'm not seeing a whole lot of differences um, no. from a design standpoint from a spec standpoint they're really similar i mean Mm -hmm. if if i was the guy shopping for a new elite this year i would say why would i pick the encore over you know the other the go back a page why would i pick the encore over the remedy or vice versa you know what i'm saying if the encore is cheaper and it's basically the same bow as the remedy yeah i'm saying i mean a minor difference in in brace height and axle to axle but it's a one inch difference axle to axle like don't really find that to be a yeah you're talking less than a quarter pound difference yeah you're talking less than a half inch in brace height difference and one inch in ata you know and a one inch draw difference so it's not in my opinion if i was gonna save a dollar i'd buy the encore instead of the remedy but I do like the design elements on the on both bows, like the riser itself. They look really nice. They do. They have a sharp riser. Interestingly, though, they're they're one of the first companies we've seen that isn't utilizing the low stabilizer. They've got it in the traditional place just below the grip. Well, not everybody's doing that low stab next to the limb pocket on the bottom limb. So Not everybody, but it has been the trend. It'll probably get out there and everyone will get on it, depending on how it does these next couple years. But for an $1,100 bow, it looks all right. I mean, I don't really see any red flags on it. Yeah, what's the Encore running for MSRP? Money. Yeah. It, uh, do you want to take a guess? I'm going to guess $899. That's my guess. The Encore? Yep. No, it's going to be a little higher. It's going to be like 12 or so? 13 Yeah, watch. I'm watching. Oh, look. Oh, one, $199. No, wait a minute. So it's the, the same Encore's thing, $1,100. 
Is the is the remedy also a thousand ninety nine? Mm-hmm. Or did we just do that wrong? No, you're on drugs. So they're the same price. Mm-hmm. And then you're well. Then in that case, Uh here you go. If you want to, if you want to play with the thirty-six, if you want those extra two inches in in axle to axle, you're jumping up to fifteen fifty. Yeah. For your MSRP, and you're jumping brace height from six all the way out to six point eight. Yeah, it's almost a full inch brace height difference. Yeah, but. You know, I don't. They do have this uh, set technology. Well, you know what? That's why they lost an inch in draw length. Sorry to cut you off, but because their brace height is taller. Mm, could be. I think it's silly, but could be. Not your comment. If that's what they did, it, you, you, they could have. I just wonder if they're, <laughs> you know, related because the 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 brace height grew. Yeah. And the draw length decreased. They just made their, maybe they're trying to maintain their IBO speeds or something. God, I sound like such a dummy. I barely know anything about the mechanics of a bow, and I'm like <laughs> over here hypothesizing potential, you know, uh, Listen reasons to us. as we know to our why, stuff. why the draw length is an inch shorter on a 36 ATA. Yeah. So this set technology, simplified exact tuning. I like it. I'm not going to buy the bow, but I like it. <laughs> I like I do it. like it. Basically, uh, the you got the front limb pocket, and then you have a second contact point for the, the limbs. And at that second point, you can basically tilt your limbs left or right, up well, and down. So this is going to – this bolt right here, right? That is, they can't see. Yeah, that they can't see, but you can see. Yeah. It goes through this portion of the riser, is on some sort of a worm drive screw. Yeah, and it's it a pivot move, point. Yeah, and it moves this portion left or right. So basically what they're doing is, you know, you're taking out the need to go through and throw your bow in a press and twist your yoke one way or the other to lean your cam. You just lean the limb. Yeah. It's not a bad system. Or bad looking system per se. Well, time will tell whether it flushes yeah. or not. We'll see how it holds up. You know, and, and with other companies, uh, Bowtech comes to mind with their uh, oh, what is it, deadlock system for adjusting their cams, and you know, others. Everyone's coming out with a no press needed bow, which I, I like that. I mean, that's. I hope the technology holds up. I hope it's durable. Sure. I mean, that's the the hope. Um, I I feel like it's it's like the first iPhone. Yeah. You know, go five generations down, and now you're talking. You got something worth having. Worth having. Yep. Yeah. Kind of like you know, if you look at like the RX one versus the RX five. Mm-hmm. You know, the RX one was a nice bow when it came out. Now you're into the RX five, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, night and day difference between the two. Right, and you could say similar things about other manufacturers. Mm-hmm. It's just that was Hoyt's RX One, RX Five is a very clear example. Now we'll jump over here. You know, I, I don't see anything else worth sticking around for with the elite. So move over here to Matthews. And now Matthews, you, you're more of a Matthews guy than I am. I, I'm not saying anything against Matthews. They're a great bow, and and 
they've been around for quite a while. Um, they're a phenomenal shooting bow, actually. Uh, personally, I don't care for the feel when I shoot it, but that is just so arbitrary. You can't, I can't knock them for their feel. I just, I, I like a different way that a bow feels. Sure. <laughs> Nothing I, about their quality. Their I quality think it's got to be something to like the grip angle. I'll bet mm-hmm. when you're talking about feel per se, yeah, it I, I would liken it to um, like a Sig versus a 1911. The grip angle is different. Yep. And so you know, for some shooters, they're like, "Oh man, I really love my Sig. It's butter." Right. Now I've shot a Sig. I've shot uh, a 1911. I like them both. They're guns. <laughs> <laughs> they go boom. They they go boom. But I will say, a 1911 kind of feels very perfect in my hand. Mm-hmm. Um. So for me, when it went in testing both. Now, mind you, I haven't tested the latest Matthews. I mean, I haven't shot them. But when I was looking at bows, the Matthews were very top-heavy. That's how they felt. When you go to pick the bow up, when you go to draw the bow, it just felt like it wanted to fall forward in your hand, which is fine. It's kind of one of the things that they used to build bows to do. They wanted the bow to drop away forward. Yeah, that has to do with balance and Uh follow-through. Now, I'm of the... I don't know. I kind of jokingly think that that it's it's to help novice shooters when they heal the bow. They put all his top weight on so it still shoots right. Hmm. That's probably not what it is, but sure. Yeah, I like the design. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like, I don't know. It just it's very eye appealing to me. Visually appealing? It's visually appealing. Eye appealing. <laughs> it's late, okay? Don't hate on my verbiage. No, I do like them. I think they're 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 good-looking bows, and they've got a lot of great technology in them. I like the dampeners that they actually run through the riser. They have three or four spots where they put dampeners in the riser itself. Yeah. Um, and they're sturdy bows. I mean, they're not – they're constructed well. Yeah. So – the cool thing they did, though, is that cable guard, the way it, it, everybody's talking about it, is it's the first one to drop down like that at a 45. At like Since the beginning of bows, they've just come straight out. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that they went that way. I'm curious what what changed. I mean, what benefit did we gain from moving that? Or they just figure out we could, so let's do it. No, I think they found, if I remember correctly, the video I watched is that they found that when they had it at that angle, it actually allowed them to move the strings a little uh, further over m- more easily and allowed them to go to like a one-wheel setup mm. instead of a two-wheel. Okay. Um, I could be wrong, but let's say I think not. that's what I remember from the video. It looks pretty cool. All right. So. And look, everybody's got a picture of a deer down. So the, all these bows work. Oh, look at that old school looking. It's very old school. I like the it. The monster safari. That that thing. That's looks, not new for this year. No. But that thing looks like they put. Oh, my God. It's like they milled a right. I don't know. It looks <laughs> like it's honeycomb. Yeah. yeah that's, that's it's, honeycomb it's the waffle design. iron, you know, for sure. And they even carried that honey pattern through the. Oh yeah, through the, the, cam. the cams. Yeah, that's kind of. I cool. kind of. It's a cool looking bow. It's got parallel limbs, but it looks almost like it wouldn't. Like that, you know. It I, looks like somebody took like their it. recurve and put wheels on it. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, which gave me a really cool idea 
design idea for a bow. Uh, <laughs> because if you go back, uh, like scroll up. So what I want to say Matthews did is you see how long the riser is? They have the longest riser to like ATA ratio mm-hmm. because the way they design. Because so now if you look at the the cam or the limb pocket versus the, the cam here and the design of the limb versus that. Oh, I thought it was a touch screen. You want to scroll down to the Monster Safari? So what you're saying is these are parallel. How, yeah, it's parallel, but look how it's coming off like almost straight, whereas this is coming up and then over. Yeah, and, and the other one Look at the Monster thing. Safari. It comes way further. up and over, mm-hmm. you know. So I thought, what if you like kind of – you went up a little higher with your riser and then came down with like kind of a like a weird like recurve look. Yeah, that would just know? shatter your limb, but – I don't think so. Yeah. The materials they use nowadays? You make it, and we'll get up I'm some ballistics saying, glass. I got the money <laughs> to make it. I just thought it would be cool. Well, all you got to do is flip some limbs over. It'd be the same thing. Yeah, I, That's where <laughs> my brain went. I was like, well, I wonder, because one of the reasons why they did that is because the longer the riser is, the more control you have of the shot. It's a good theory. Uh, I want to say they said it was more forgiving. Yeah. So, uh, new for this year, the V331 and the V327. Uh, Axle to axles, 31 and 27. Big surprise, right? So, the V31. uh, Dead air. Wow. Insert music here. Bracite, six inches. IBO, 342. Matthews always claims it can get super fast. fast as hell. I had a... One of my friends got close to it. got 327.5. You know, that's not super surprising, though. Six-inch bracite. Mm-hmm. You're doing it on a 30-inch arrow, right? So, I, I, I believe... I mean, depending on what kind of an arrow you're running, obviously some arrows are lighter than others. Now, this surprises me. That's pretty cheap. Their flagship's running $1,200. That's 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 nothing to scoff at. But that's not a flagship target bow. That's just no, a flagship a hunting hunter. bow. Draw links on their long axle-to-axle here is up to 30.5. Now, I wonder if you could use that for target, though. I'll bet it's pretty precise. Probably. They're good bows. Yeah. Uh, aside from the, you know, are they utilizing the lower stabilizer? No, they just have a, a shock dampening. Doinker um, out there. That's weird. That's going to get broke off. I don't think so. It's pretty solid. I think so? Yeah, I was looking at them. I want to say they have them at uh, Archery World. So because no one can see what we're doing here, in front of your your bottom limb pocket, they have probably looks two, about two inches or yeah or so. There's this little fin, for lack of, looks like a shark fin sticking out with a dampener in it, and it's you know I set my bow down on my limb pocket all the time, or you you know you're climbing up a hill after some elk, and yeah, uh, you know, I wouldn't want that out there, but that's just me. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I don't want to say yeah or nay on it. I do like their new um, kickstands for their bows that they made. They hook up to the limb pocket like a tripod, mm-hmm. and you can literally set your bow down without your yes, without your stab hitting the ground. I do it just like sits that. There. Like, 
straight up and down. So, as looking at the other two they had new this year, they've got the Prima, uh, 30 inch axle axle, and, and really 31, 27, 30. These are short bows. Well, they're hunting bows. I mean, what do you expect? 27 is pretty short, but yeah. Man, that's really short. Yeah, uh, I want to say so. Like, I noticed a lot of the brands are have came out ha- have came out with Jesus horrible English. They came out with some shorter ATA bows this year, with more of the tree stand hunter in mind. Yeah, which is great. Um, Washington isn't typically known for that, but they're not building for Washington. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like you can tree stand hunt out here, and in I some mean, cases can. that's like. Probably the best way to do it in some cases. My ADD kicks in. It's just not how I do it. I can't sit. I can't sit for that long. Um, And then my butt falls asleep. You know what I'm saying? My legs get all tingly. Like, I'm getting old. Okay, I can't sit for long periods of time. I might fall asleep. Can't even. Oh, this is an interesting one. All right, so they have the the Atlas. And the world. Oh. Bad joke. And this is sober. Anyway, um, <laughs> they have uh, it. It's up to a thirty-four and three-quarter inch axle to axle, which is it's weird. Weird. It's called a thirty-five, so it's a you know medium to larger size axle to axle. But it goes out to a thirty-four inch. That draw is a length. long draw length. That's a big draw. That's huge. Uh, yeah. This bow's built for you. Look, it's even got this, like, this urban camo has this, like, baby blue uh, color to it. It's very, you know, camouflage. I think it's you. Seven and, yes, it would, in such a wonderful, lethal way. Anyway, a seven and three-quarter inch brace height. That's that's, a tall brace height. Yeah, that's big. That, I mean, you could damn near just take this indoors and shoot it target style. You think so? Uh, it's got that stupid stabilizer. See that? I, that's I not like a stabilizer. That. That's no, a, it's a little dampener, but it's yeah, right it's there shock, sticking out in front shock of the dampener. It's pretty cool. I so, like it. I do like it. All right. It probably adds a little weight as well because, I mean, it's material. It's going to have some weight to it. And it's sticking out forward of the limb pocket on the bottom limb, so... I mean, technically. It might have some balance application there. Yeah. Next time I'm having a drink. <laughs> I, say, I really wish our audience, you know, our listeners could see the antics, the hand motion and gestures that we're watching. You guys should really appreciate how hard it is to keep a straight face with us two, or, you know, without laughing through this Someday whole thing. Someday when we have like a legit studio instead of just doing this in the living room or our daughter's <laughs> bedroom or wherever the sound is best. Car, parking lot, mall. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe we'll film it and you guys can see it. Right, like we did for the Archer World interviews. That's right. Those will be up soon. Cool, so PSC. We're looking at PSC now. And PSC came out with some cool bows. And this is the one that Sarah Gamash has. This is yep. the, uh, what do they call it, Carbon Air. Yeah. It's a pretty nice bow. It is. And and it's you know, a really light bow. Uh three point five pounds. 
See what I'm saying? Trying it's to get down to three, man. Time to get down there. Everybody's on a diet these days. Um, so we spoke with her, and she had nothing but good things to say about it. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> my only concern, and it's so petty. And I bring these concerns up just so people can hear them. I have one for just about every bow now. Is this riser? It doesn't, you know. It's got the split for the limb pocket and then the pivot point just below it, but the rest of the riser is solid. There's nowhere for air to pass through if you're out shooting in a little bit of wind. You know, you're. I feel like you're holding more mass up to be hit by a gust of wind, or you're holding more surface area. Yeah, thank you. It's made of carbon. I'm. Pre- I don't think it's. Oh, the mass changed at all. You're right, but the yeah. surface area. Yeah. Right. Um. I definitely see how it could be like a sail and catch some wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it is really light. Like I held one and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, uh, I kind of wish PSC would send one to my door. Right. <laughs> and in black, hint, again, hint, hint, hint. it looks like a Rambo bow. <laughs> <laughs> Bracite is oddly specific at six and an eighth inches. Axle to axles, thirty-two and an eighth. It's so specific. I don't, I don't know why we would throw the eighth in there. <laughs> it's important. You need to know. Six inches, but no, it's an eighth. <laughs> I guess every little bit helps. It does. <laughs> it makes a difference. Um, eighty to ninety percent let off. That's huge. Yep. I mean, let's put that in perspective for a second, folks. If you have 90% let off and you're drawing 100 pounds, what is your hold weight? What are you asking me? It's 10 pounds. Wow. That's nothing because nobody shoots 100 pounds. So you got some guy out there running 70-pound bow with 90% let off and, like, he's holding less than – he's, like, 7 pounds. That's crazy. <laughs> it is. It's great. It can go up to 80-pound limbs on it. Um, I do like this. They include the 60, 65, or 70-pound limbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've run into this issue. My bow runs 60, 70, like a lot of bows. Um, I don't like running 70 because it's harder to tune my arrows. I find that with my draw length and length of my arrows, blah, 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 heck of a time but when i tune turn the bow down to 65 it changed some of the specs and the arrows were easier to tune i wonder if that has more to do with the arrows you're shooting than it does the bow could be i was shooting the uh, at the time i was shooting um gold tip xt hunters um great arrow love that arrow it's bomb proof <laughs> Yeah, but so what's your draw like what 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 carbon to carbon what what are you shooting for an arrow Carbon to carbon. Yeah, the like when they cut it, and you if you take the knock off, that length starts there. That's the oh. carbon length to the length without the ferrule. Uh, good or lord. Or your insert. That's, I think 30.5 for that. So you shoot a 30 and a half inch arrow. Yeah, plus knock and tip. Right, right, right. right. But I'm just saying, so what spine are you running? I was on running a 65 uh, pound bow. Well, that was just it. If I ran a three, God, I haven't done this in a while. If I was running a three forty, mm-hmm. um, with a hundred grain, 
or I went up to the three hundreds with the one twenty five. Right. Okay. So, but what you need to remember is, is, and I don't know if you were thinking about this at the time when they do, when they figure out the spine, it's at twenty six inches, mm-hmm. not thirty or thirty two. Well, right? yeah. No, I so, yeah. We went through the charts, and I talked to the Botex. Or not the Botex. Sorry. Did you talk to Ryan? Um, yeah, I did actually, uh, I spoke with Ryan also called up, um, called up and spoke to gold tip over the phone and yeah. And it was basically, it was just one of those things where the poundage and the way the arrow was going to flex and what have you, it was just, he basically says trial and error at my length because I'm right on that cusp of moving up in spine or not. You know, right, yeah, yeah. I have a, I have the exact opposite issue. Like we're getting a little off t- tangent here, yeah. but uh, so for people that don't understand, right, when they when they give a spine uh, number to an arrow, they measure it at twenty six inches, the center of the bow or the that the shaft, and they they use a two point two pound weight and they look at the flex of the shaft. So. What that means is is that if your shaft flexes, we'll say a quarter inch, then it's a 250 spine. Yeah. Okay. At 26 inches. Mm-hmm. Now, the longer you make that arrow, the more flex you're going to get. Right. Right? So a 30 inch, like what you shoot, instead of it being a 250 spine, now it's a 300. Right. But mm-hmm. because of your poundage, you need to shoot, you know, somewhere around a certain spec and that's what right, that makes sense they were telling you, you i know, needed you a halfway it, right i needed a halfway between now there's a few tricks you can do as, as i mentioned earlier I, I changed my grain my tip weight mm-hmm. you know because the heavier your tip is the more flex you're going to get out of your arrow right as it, it as it launches off the bow um and so you can basically soften your spine your you know um of the bow by adding weight up front um it's not a perfect system, but it does work. It does work. But as soon as I dropped the poundage, it eliminated the root problem, mm-hmm. dropped down to a 65. And trust me, I, it doesn't affect you know your kinetic energy very much to drop five pounds on your bow. I mean, it does have an effect, but it's minimal, you know. Yeah. M- minimum would... legal hunting weight in the state of Washington is 40 pounds, so... You can kill an animal safely at forty pounds, right? Yeah, yeah the, above that's fine. The thing that I struggle with being a short draw shooter is my arrow carbon to carbon is twenty six inches, which is that will take a three hundred spine arrow and turn it into a two fifty spine arrow when you cut it down. Jesus. So I shoot. Wait, what is one, your what is your length again? I my draw length. No, your arrow length. 26, carbon to carbon. So then I throw a knock in there, and I'm 26 and a half. Hmm. And then I throw a field point on there, and I'm 27 inches. And I run a 125 grain tip now because uh, that gives me a better yep. uh, flex in my spine mm-hmm. and a better FOC so that my arrows will group better at a longer distance. Nice. Anyway. Anyway. We got way off topic. Way off topic. We'll have to catch up on bows another time. We ran a little long tonight. I yep. mean, as far as uh, finishing up with PSE, we'll wrap up with them in the next one and then continue on. Sure. Sounds like a plan. Cool. 
Sounds great. Groovy. We're going to call it a wraps then. Stay tuned for more exciting nonsense. Right, exactly. Where we pretend to know what we're talking about. As long as it's entertaining. That's what we're here for. We're here to entertain people. Yeah, I agree. And there you have it, folks. Another episode concludes. For more cool entertainment, subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us on Instagram. Be sure to give us a like and a share. If you're looking to contact us directly, we can always be reached by email. TheRuggedArts at Yahoo.com Be sure to tune in next week. But for now, this is Dustin and Dave. And remember, hunt hard, hunt smart, and be safe.